Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of Lesbians You Write. This week's topic is Lesbic Comfort Reads. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the supremely comforting TB Markinson. Hello TB, how are you today? I'm still really comfortable. I'm still in my pajamas. It's lovely. There you go. I told you. And it's that time of year where I get to wear like my favorite hoodies and I'm all like warm. I have like a warm blanket over my lap. I'm just comfortable. I'm cozy. What you're telling me is if you then read me a lesbian romance book, then you would be comfortable reading me a comfort read. Oh my God. We've reached peak comfort today already. Yeah. Can we just tap out of this episode yeah yeah i'll get the marshmallows and uh, hot chocolate and there we go just have tb read to you everyone wants me to read them <laughs> read to them all right so what is going on in my world uh we're recording this early and but this episode will go live on november 29th which means by the time this episode goes live lizzie is out in the world in the last episode i mentioned that i wasn't sure how readers would take to this to this um, installment of the Lizzie character arc because it's a bit emotional in certain parts and I'm waiting word on my arc readers. I still don't know how it's going to go because I haven't had a chance to hear back anything. So it's all a mystery. I'm hoping it's going well. Hoping it's going well, but I just fucking don't know. God, we still don't know if your career's about to t- about to crash and burn. The suspense is killing me. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> only a matter of time. In other writing news... My London novella is almost done. It's heading to the editor on December 1, which is a couple days away when this goes live, but not right now, fortunately, because we're recording early. So this one is really like a love letter to London. The characters, they go sightseeing. I was able to share some of the favorite places that I stumbled upon that I didn't even know existed until I found them. I used to, um, when I used to live there, uh, I used to leave my apartment on a Saturday or Sunday, I'd usually choose which one had the nicer weather. (laughs) And I would pick a direction and I would just head out for the day. And I saw so much stuff, even if I went like kind of the same direction, like you always notice different things. And so I really enjoyed remembering some of these things, some of the things I discovered out on my own. Okay. And I really miss, I really miss London. Can you tell? I keep writing about London now. But in my mind, it's in London, it's still pre-COVID and everything, so it's just delightful. Alright, in other news, in other kind of sad, depressing news, I just sent in the final payment to the IRS and to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts for my 2021 taxes. Since I'm self-employed, I have to pay my taxes quarterly, so I never get away from taxes. Every quarter I have to send in a check, and that means every quarter I'm trying to like figure out how much I owe for my taxes. I hate doing it. Who really likes to pay taxes? No one. Yeah, no one. So I I realize I have a goal. I have a new author goal, so I never have to pay taxes again. I need to reach billionaire status, because apparently when you reach that status, you don't have to fucking pay taxes again. And you get to go to space. It's kind of a win-win. I think that that is a great goal. So yeah, let me know when it happens. Obviously, if you were earning megabucks, as my mum would say, uh, and becoming a billionaire, 
you would be getting an Amazon All Star bonus, right? Because when you when you get uh, enough Kindle page reads, if you're in uh, KDP Select, you get Amazon All Star bonuses. And I was listening to a podcast the other day just to let you know where you, where about where you need to fall uh, to get an Amazon All Star bonus. Have you ever had one? No, have no, you? No. But I was listening to the Six Figure Author podcast with Lindsay Baroka is one of the hosts. She's quite a big science fiction and fantasy uh, writer. She said that she got one at the, I think, I can't remember if it was, the, it was the lowest level possible. I think it was like $250 or $500. In one month, she had, you have to hit 8 million page reads. That's my new goal. Okay. That's my new goal. Yeah. I'm aiming for it because I'm tired of doing my quarterly taxes. Okay. Tired of it. Right. Like whenever the reminder comes up on my phone, I'm like, fucking taxes again? <laughs> I just wrote the check. All right. So 8 million page reads. All right. What's the most of the page reads you've had in a month? Oh, God. I wouldn't be able to say, really. I, I, I never have loads because I only have certain bo- uh, certain books in uh, yeah. KU. So I, I'd have to go back and have a look. It has, it's not that many. Like, I've got... I don't think I've gone over two million. I've, but I've definitely gone over a million. So probably around a million and a half. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. All right. All right. How, so, b- how about I mean, you? Eight million not that much more, right? Yeah, I just need to get uh, <laughs> get a load more books in KU and then hope hope it reaches that. I don't know. Yeah, what's what's your what's your most you've ever had in a month? I think I've had over two million in a month. I don't know if I reached the two point five, but I know I've had two over two million. I think it's I, not an easy. It usually comes when you have like a new release that does really well because it's not a normal thing. No, because I think you know, but by uh, as your book. Uh, carries on in the world, the page reads go down as it gets less no, less attention. So I suppose, yeah, when you first launch a book, uh, your page reads really do shoot up. So I guess basically you have to write probably in a more widely read genre maybe. Although you can do, you know, as we know, you can make an all right living from Lesbic. But having said that, Lindsay Baroka does have a lot of books. She has like, um, she actually doesn't know. People always ask her and she's like, I have no idea. I think she has like, about 80 books or something like that so yeah i've lost count people ask me now and i'm like in the 20 to 30 range but i'm not exactly sure okay <laughs> so on a different front on the front front after after the whole tax thing that is depressing i'm assuming again we're recording early but i'm assuming i had a lovely thanksgiving with some friends <laughs> um last year like it was kind of lonely because uh you know, Thanksgiving was like pretty much canceled. But this year I'm able to hang out with some friends. Um, it's nice to see people in real life. I'm still being careful because COVID apparently isn't done. I've had my COVID booster. So did everyone else who will be present. And it still boggles my mind that we're in the midst of this pandemic and a fifth wave, is it a fifth wave that's hitting Europe right now? Um, one of them, yeah, wavy. Yeah, I mean, it's... Did you think when it first started that we would still be dealing with this at the end of 2021? No. It's a genre, genre? It's an era-defining moment, isn't it, COVID? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. We had no yeah, idea. And, yeah, and, like, the amount of people who have died and we keep getting these waves, it's just really hard to stay upbeat and then add taxes on that, and that's pretty much <laughs> broken for the week. COVID plus taxes. TB's cheery update. <laughs> and I'm out, peeps. <laughs> All right. I better, I better take the uh, mood up a bit, and I? In good news, uh, well, you know, work-wise, I'm still plodding along, uh, writing 
things that I think are rubbish, but probably when I read them back, I'm not going to be that rubbish. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. But the good thing is, I think I've got like uh, my three books for next year. Remember I was saying that I don't know what I'm writing next year. Well, I kind of think I do now because I've got this one. I've got a Christmas one and I've got my London Romance book nine. So boom, next year sorted. So I'm, I'm, at least there's that. At least there's that one crumb of comfort I can take. That's good, isn't it? Now, are they, are they all the books that you started this year? Like, do you have starts to all of the three? No, I've got, there's two of them I've got starts to. Uh, London Romance Book Nine, London Ever After is its uh, working title. Uh, that one I haven't, don't have a plot. I know the character it's going to be about. She's 25 and she's called Cordy. So I'm going to put, have to put my 25-year-old hat on. Half my age. How am I going to get there? It's like Cor Corgi or Cordy? Is she like the dog, the queen's dog? No, no, Cordy. Cordy. As, okay. in, as in Cordelia. She's not a dog. Oh, no. oh. Okay, she's not a she's not a corgi. No, she's not a corgi. Owned no. by the queen, and like shit and pee on whatever rugs in the Buckingham yes. Palace. No, strangely, I'm not writing a book about a dog, but maybe that's in 2023. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's how you get to the eight million. <laughs> Stick a dog and a dragon in it, and you're bound to get to the eight million page read. There you go. TV has just <laughs> unlocked how to get a Kindle All Star bonus. In other news, one thing uh, I, I am going to do, we are recording this a little bit early, so uh, upcoming, I'm going on Joanna Penn's podcast, uh, Books and Travel, and it just um, reminded me, actually, it's it on my list of things to talk about, but it just reminded me when you were talking about London and, and how much you miss it and how you like uh, just walking around and, and seeing all the historic shizzle. Well, I'm going on that because she's asked me to come on uh, to talk about London and my love of London because she knows that I have the London Romance series. So that's nice. So I'm going to get to go on and, and wax lyrical about my hometown and how much I love it. So that's, I'm looking forward to that. And as we always say, podcast sell books. Uh, this one does, I'm sure. And uh, I'll be going on her podcast and her podcast is a is a big one. So that'll sort of uh, get my voice into people's heads that has never heard of me before. I bet it'd be entertaining, eh? I, I suggest you talk about taxes and COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I know you want me to talk about London, Joanna, but let me tell you about TB's taxes. Someone else's taxes. That would be a thing, eh? Uh, talking of podcasts, um, this one we are continuing with, but my other one, the Lesbian Book Club, I am wrapping up. So uh, I'm going to do the final uh, podcast of that one uh, next month, I think. Uh, and then I'm wrapping that one up. So I'm actually going on. Uh, the Lesbian Book Club is hosted on the Lesbian Lounge podcast feed and Denise who runs that has a podcast on that called the Whiskey Rock Lounge and she's invited me on that to be a guest to talk about the last seven years of doing the Lesbian Book Club so big podcast news. When you say you're going on you meant you're going on Denise's show you're not going on with a, like you're gonna like relaunch the podcast? Oh no 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 I'm going on Denise's show to talk about the last seven years but I'm wrapping up the Lesbian Book Club podcast. Okay, I would still like a mention of my taxes and COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, you know, as we say, podcast is, is um, great for getting your name out there. That uh, podcast, I really did enjoy doing it for the last seven years, but I've decided that uh, it's run its course. And um, so I'm going to free up time to do something else or write more books or something. I, I don't know how to say this eloquently because, you know, me, a writer... But it feels like, you know, that's like a, a, a passing of a, a torch or something where the your your first podcast that you've done for so long is is retiring. It's kind of sad. 
It's ah. a sadness. It's a sadness in my heart. Well, you know, I've been thinking about it for a little while, uh, wrapping it up, and then I just decided now that, that now is the time. So I'm not sad about it. Um, I really did enjoy doing it, and you know, it introduced me to so many lesbian fiction authors who are who've now gone on to be my friends, people I've worked with, um, including you. So you know, it's it's not a bad thing. Uh, I, I really enjoyed doing it, but I, I kind of feel like. I want to do something else now. And who knows if I'll do another podcast. Um, I don't know. I've got no plans. Everyone keeps saying <laughs> to me, well, what are you going to do now? Uh, you know, people I've told. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm nothing. I'm just going to free up that time to do something else. I'm not sure. I've got no big plans. People think I've got big plans, TB. I don't. You're not going to try and become a billionaire so you don't have to pay taxes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I don't want to steal your plan, but maybe that would be a good plan. Uh, one other thing I've got to say uh, is quite a fun thing. So I think, did I tell you about going to do a bit of filming on the podcast before? Can I remind you that I'm almost 50, so you oh, may have yeah. told me like two minutes ago, but okay. um, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> well, so a, cu- a couple of weeks ago, uh, my wife and I went along to the set of a da- drama, docudrama for a, sh- a film that's coming out um, sometime next year, we're not sure exactly when, but it's called The Gateways Grind. The Gateways was an underground lesbian club that ran from the 1940s to 1985. Um, it was uh, just off the King's Road in Chelsea. It featured in my book, Big London Dreams, because its heyday was like the 40s, 50s, 60s, right? Because there was nowhere else for lesbians to go. People went there. It was a members-only club. It was underground. It was smoky. It had a massive bar and a stage. And, you know, it was the only game in town so if you're a lady that like ladies that's where you went to find the ladies and schmooch with them anyway it's that that um venue is now a florist and the underground bit that was the club is where the florists put together their bouquets and it's where they have their office but there's a group of women um who wanted to document um, such a historic place in lesbian history so they got together and they've interviewed a load of people who used to go there and then they recreated the space in the actual place so they hired it from the florists and they recreated it and so they're doing a docudrama so I was invited down my wife and I were invited down by um, one of the um, directors who who is also a lesbian fiction author that I know so we went down and then a couple of the extras I don't know if they didn't turn up or something but anyway we're in it TB so we made our big screen debut uh, Yvonne and I are sat at a table behind this couple that they're filming as part of the drama bit of the docudrama. We had to drink wine and take direction from, from the producer. They Thank God I had so much real life practice of drinking a glass of wine. Because otherwise I might have choked or something and really fucked it up. But as it is, we are, we are, fe- we are featured extras and we're going to be invited to the launch at the London Gay, what is it? The London Gay Film Festival next year. So that's exciting, isn't it? So does this mean you're going to get a new um, photo so you can put it up on IMBD? Maybe, yeah. Start my IMDB page. Extra, he was sat at a table and drank a glass of wine. It wasn't wine, by the way. It was was, uh, water flavoured with red food colouring. Did you get real wine? No, didn't even get real wine. That's almost as depressing as my taxes. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... It was exciting. It was exciting to go down, and we met a lot of the people that used to go there. And um, we were also involved in a dancing scene, which. Uh, but I probably think that we're probably not on camera, but we did do slow dancing ooh, to Dusty ooh, Springfield. So, ooh. So when 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 can the listeners 
when is the release? Are we? Who is available going to be to watch this? Is it going to be streamed on any of the platforms? Um, are you just going to have it on a big screen in the middle of Trafalgar Square? Like, how is this getting released? I've no idea. Is the answer? Uh, I, I I do plan to do a blog about it because I've got lots of photos from the uh, set, uh, and I'm, I I kind of half write the blog, but then the uh, my friend who directs it, she said, "Can you hold off until we've got a release date uh, so that people can have." some kind of a concrete thing to go for so the answer is there's no release date yet but it will be next year so all right so to be determined and everyone should uh queue up to support claire light and <laughs> no, her lovely wife no, drinking that's right flavored water yes big screen or just colored water not yeah. even flavored no just, just colored. colored water yeah it did just taste of water and uh big screen debut yeah and I, I want to um, have approval on the photo you're going to put up on the movie database. Okay. All right. This is exciting. You're just branching out. Yeah. You're getting closer to the billionaire status. I know, I right? Yes. <laughs> what am I going to do with my time that I'm not doing the Lesbian Book Club? I'm going to become a film star, TB. That would get you closer to the billionaire <laughs> it status, would, yeah. by the way. <laughs> you know, you never know. I might actually have a line in the next thing I do. It's, it's more solid than my write about corgis. <laughs> Which are lovely dogs, by the way. They're cute. All right. Uh, comments. What you got, comment monitor? First up, we have a comment from Jay. Jay says, it's really great that you are so accessible through your podcast and your email. So thank you, Jay, for not only being on my newsletter, which we talked about last week, which is, like, crucial to our author business, but also listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. That is all I have for comments. I have a Bias Coffee update, but do you have a comment you need to read? I do. TV. Two weeks running and I've got comments. Amazing, isn't it? So this is an email. You had more comments last week than I did, so. Oh my god, I did, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Trying to roll, man. Ah, look at me. So uh, I've got a, a, a lovely email we got sent in uh, from Islet. So thank you uh, very much, Islet. And it, it, it was lovely and very well written uh, and it made us laugh, didn't it? She says, as I scrolled down the podcast app, the title Lesbians Who Write stopped my wandering fingers. Mmm, I oomed. A, I'm a lesbian. B, I did start writing my first lesbian romance recently. And C, well, lesbians again. So I pressed play and immediately felt that tingling sensation known as love at first listen. But how can I fall for something so quickly? Was it the sensual accent of TB? Or maybe the way Claire dropped the M word, AKA moist, so elegantly? Whatever the reason, I was hooked. I think you have a problem, my girlfriend tried to whisper through the headphones I wore on our date night. It's just a phase, I said, looking into her deep blue eyes and binging the next episode. Is it possible to have a crush on a podcast, I asked my therapist. She ignored me while listening to another podcast called Therapists Who Care. Serves me right. There were only two options left, an intervention or to write to Claire and TB and tell them how I felt. The choice was obvious. And she says, thank you for your honesty, generosity, inspiration, motivation, humour and humanity. Well, I looked, I'd say thank you for that lovely email. And also, really well written. You should think about writing a, a novel. What do you reckon? I, I hear she is. I hear she is started mm. writing her first lesbian novel. I really enjoyed that email. It, uh, it brought a smile and there was a few chuckles. Well done. And well done reading. I think you really should pursue this acting thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can do more than drink a glass of flavoured no coloured water everyone <laughs> send me your acting parts let's get on to the topic at hand which is lesbic comfort what? reads no hang wait, on wait, 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 wait. oh no 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 we've got coffee. okay tb have you got any biased coffee updates 
We still have uh, we have a bias and coffee update. Um, Sasha said thanks for the giggles and the binge listens. So thank you very much for the support. Now we can shift on into the comfort reads. Shift. We're shifting gears. Let's go on to our lesbic comfort reads. So uh, let me tell you why I posed this one. This one came up again on Twitter. Twitter is a hotbed of uh, how I get my questions for these uh, episodes. It came up on Twitter. It was asked by Monica McCallan, who's um, a very lovely and very popular uh, lesbian romance author. And a lot of people weighed in with their choices. So it made me wonder if I had a comfort read. And do you want to know what my answer is? Of course I do. The answer is no, I don't have a lesbian comfort read. That's really awkward, isn't it? But it made me think about it. So I thought it'd be good to discuss. Um, and I think the reason is because my memory is so shit. Um, I think, do you remember this happened to you recently when you, with that Brandon Sanderson book that you were reading, right? You got like three quarters of the way through it and then you realised you'd already read it. Um, it has happened to me with books I've read. So I have a vague memory. So if I reread a book, it's normally by accident, but generally I don't like rereading books. I like to think about rereading them and sometimes I do very sporadically, but normally I don't. So I don't really have books I go back to. I think more what I have is movies I go back to. And they're always uh, romance movies like Dirty Dancing or Legally Blonde or um, Elf at Christmas time and things like that. Or Notting Hill. God, I love Notting Hill. But um, so if that's ever on the TV, I'll, I'll watch it. Do I go back and, re- and reread books? Um, not intentionally, I think is the answer. I wouldn't discount it. So I was just going to sort of um, tell you about some books. I know that there are some books that I have reread, but I wouldn't consider them my comfort reads. But I, I'll I'll let you know them, and then let's just pretend they are. So, what about you? Do you have a comfort read? Do you go back and reread books? I had to put some thought into this one. I'm not gonna lie, because at first I was like, for me, reading lesbian fiction is a lot like work. Um, I can't turn off the writerly brain part when I'm reading lesbian fiction, because I end up studying how, like, especially if like like a Monica McCallan, like she has a book that's killing it right now. So I'm looking to see like you know what tropes is she hitting and stuff like that. So yeah, there is that, but. I was able to figure out that I do actually have a comfort read in lesbian fiction, and you will not be surprised to find out who it is. This particular author is a British author who has studied Charles Dickens and Wilkie Collins quite a bit, and she writes a lot like them. (laughs) Her writing is simply beautiful, it's well-crafted, and the stories always whisk me out of not only just my apartment, but they whisk me out to a historical time period in Britain. Can you guess the author? No. Sarah Waters. Yes. She even lives on the south side of the river. Kind she, of not near you, but she's on the south side of the river at least. Well, she's still on the south side. Well, she stalks me on occasion, doesn't she? Oh, I forgot about how she, uh. Yes! How did you not know who I was describing? <laughs> I mean, I should have known that, because if you say historical fiction and London, a British author, you know. Uh, it, Sarah is the obvious it's one. Fiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah is the obvious one. So Sarah, if you're listening, I'm sure she listens. Sure of it. Not only do I have her books in print, I have a signed copy of hers as well. But I have her books in audio. I've had a conversation with her. She's extremely shy. Shocking. An author who's extremely shy. So she, yes, she is one of the. Um, she would be one of my comfort lesbian fiction reads because she is a brilliant writer. Obviously, I am not because I'm struggling with words to come up to describe her writing, but she's a brilliant writer. Um, is there a, t- a particular book of hers that you like? I, I go back to two of them, um, Tipping the Velvet and Fingersmith. Tipping the Velvet, like, 
I honestly don't know how she wrote that as her first book. That was her debut, and it was absolutely beautiful. And Fingersmith, even though I know the twist is coming, I'm still shocked when the twist comes. I I think we've had this discussion before, but I don't actually know if I've read Tipping the Velvet. I've seen the movie. I'm going to have to take away all your points, and not only as a lesbian, as but as a lesbian author. <laughs> all your points are gone. You're going to have to rebuild. I'm sure it's one of those books that I feel like I, sh- I should have read and I have read, but I can't swear to you that I have. Well, until you can prove it, you have zero points. Okay, yeah. And and I accept that. I fully accept it. Maybe that's why she's stalking me around the John Lewis glassware department, because I haven't read Tipping the Velvet. She's like, she knows. She knows. She's like... <laughs> She's like Santa Claus. She gets she gets a list of all the lesbians yeah, who have read Tipping the Velvet and those who haven't. And then the ones who haven't, she stalks them until they do. Maybe that was the reason. Makes sense. The way you presented that, wouldn't you want to be on the naughty list for lesbians? I'm just saying, because I think that would have some benefits. I always want to be on the naughty list for lesbians. All right. Well, that's a different topic, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going off on a tangent, we isn't it? Silly. We asked they were a bit uh, delally today. Uh, what I was going to say about it was, I have a list of book recommendations on my website at clairelyden.co.uk. Click on book recs. And these are the books that I would reread if I did reread. And I think there are a couple there that I have. So, um, and the books that I love and the ones that I would reread have all the feels, some cringe moments, and the books that are funny. They would be my comfort reads. Um, if you make me laugh, I'll come back to you again and again and again. And playing the role of herself. Now, this is like a classic amongst lesbian romance, isn't it? Uh, and I think I have read that one. That's one of those books that I read first, and then I think I went back and read it again straight away, and then I read it again straight away. I read it three times in a row, TB. And I well, think I'm gonna lose all my lesbian points because I still have not read. That I one. know. You see, we all we all have our our blank spots don't we when it comes to uh lesbian classics in the lesbian fiction genre this is one of them and i when i was writing uh, thinking about this uh, answer i was thinking i must go back and reread it because do you know what i think the other thing that i don't like about rereading books is that sometimes i want to keep it you were in a particular spot right at the time that you read it so you would have been feeling a certain way certain things might have happened to you and you're a different age, so you have a memory. And then sometimes I've gone back and reread books and they're not quite as good as I recalled them. So sometimes I'd just like to leave it there in the past as like a time capsule. So it would be interesting because I haven't, it's been quite a few years since I uh, read and playing the role of herself. There are, st- there are some things that annoy me about it and I think that they would still annoy me about it, but I think it would stand up. Okay, well now it's a challenge. I know, yeah, now it's a challenge. But I've got so much bloody lesbian that I need to read that's new. I'm on a, a straight romance binge at the moment. Like I found a new author called Cherry Lowe, who's funny and clever, and her story's great. So um, I'm just reading her. But I really need just to. Just so you know, your just so you know, your lesbian points went to the negative. Oh my god. <laughs> Bad me. Okay, here's another one that I've I've reread and I do love this one. It's Venus Envy by Rita Mae Brown. Again, like Rita Mae Brown is a classic author, right? And uh, she's very funny. I do recall rereading this one, and it's it's very funny and human. And the other one on my list that I have reread, um, and I think I've read this one three or four times, is Curious Wine. I didn't read that for quite a long time. Which by um, who's it by? Uh, it starts with a K, doesn't it? Yes, Catherine V. Forrest. Well done. Yes. Um, so she's a um, 
amazing uh, lesbian author, and I think this is classified as the first ever lesbian romance. It was it was written in the in the early seventies. It is a classic of the genre. You know, it's slightly dated, but it's not that dated considering it's like you know uh, fifty years old. Yeah, I think it was. It was published like two years after I was born, so it is an amazing book, and um, I love it. You name classics as your rereads, as your comfort rereads. Do you know this? Oh my god, I love the classics. You name me in classic club. I know. I'm really, I'm kind of speechless. So I'm just like, are you really saying this? <laughs> wow. I really am. Wow. Yeah. Well done, you. So you can't say you don't like classics. You like lesbian classics. I do like lesbian classics. Okay, yes. I'm just not so keen on the straight men classics. Fair point. Well made. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking argue against that one <laughs> at all. <laughs> Any other comfort reads for you, T V, or have you just got Sarah? Does anyone need more than Sarah? Well, I don't know. Write in and let us know. Do you need more than Sarah? Here's another question for you. Do you ever reread your own books? Have you got like a, a comfort read of your own books? One that you go back to and think and reread? The only time I've ever reread a book is like when I'm audio proofing <laughs> or when I've forgotten um, the some character in the Lizzie series and I have to like, and I usually dis, or the Girl of Happen series, I usually skim through them. But no, I cannot handle it. I can't. I just no. The look cringing. The look on your face is brilliant. Yeah, no, I don't think TV ever goes back and comfort reads one of her own books. Uh, you will, we won't be surprised to know that I do. I, I don't, I know, don't read it all. But I was thinking about this before you say I do. Uh, occasionally, I have a look on the it's Amazon page, and then I, I click on the look inside, and I think it's one of the strongest openings of a book I've ever written. Because um, you're thrown straight into the action, uh, which is, you know, what you should always strive for. Every time I start to read The Look Inside, I always get to the end. And then I always think, well, I wonder what happens next. And then I think, oh, hang on, I know. But I think it's nice, isn't it? You reread your own books sometimes. I Well, you also re-listen to the podcast episodes of mm. our podcast, and I don't do that either. I just um, pretty much hate everything about me. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it's connected to me, I'm like, no, no. Do you know I did that? I did it this morning actually uh, with the podcast because when I heard the news, I heard the news about um, Spotify buying Find Away Voices as I as I spoke about um, on the last episode. Uh, so this morning I had a look in Spotify just to have a look where our podcast was because I normally listen through a podcast app. So I had a look and then I listened to the one on conferences again just because I wondered if it was different to listening through through an app. But spoiler alert: it's not. It just sounds like us. But I think the interesting thing about the audiobooks going through Spotify, obviously, is that you'll get paid for them, whereas obviously in, uh, with podcasts, you don't get paid for the listens. Sadly. Hmm. It would be nice if we did. You it, know they could probably afford it because they pay like certain podcasters who are not very good people a lot of money just to have you on their platform. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so but, you know, yes, so as we said, we, we don't get paid for this podcast. We do it out of love. Love for you, dear listener. But if you would like to support us, do go and buy us coffee. We would very much appreciate it. Um, nice segue. Thank you. Thank you. I thought so. Smooth. Let us know if you have a comfort read. Um, and if you would like to know, uh, if you if you want to find out some new reads, do go over to my website and have a look at my book recommendations. I would reread them all. If, are they new reads because they're classics? No, there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of new ones. I do update my book recs uh, on a on the on the regular, as they say. Who says that? I don't know. I just made it. 
<laughs> Let us know your comfort reads. We'd love to know them, uh, especially if they're ours. That'd be that'd be like a tickling, wouldn't it? A tickling, yes. Yeah. The tickling for the naughty lesbian. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, they may well be Sarah Waters or a classic. Let us know. Uh, you can contact us. Uh, do comment on the website lesbianswhowrite.com. You can email us lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, even on Facebook, on Twitter at lesbianswhowrite, and you can Instagram me at clairefic. Join us next time when we will be discussing what we're we discussing, TV. How are your wind? Did we did we meet our goals, or are we crying in are we crying in our cornflakes? Join us then, where we will be sharing everything about 2021. The good, the bad, the ugly. Until then, keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write, or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Music.